Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Broken and Outspoken. We are already on episode five. I'm Jasmine. I'm Lotus. And we are actually now going to be focusing on my story. Now, if you've been with us along this journey, we've traveled down a lot of different episodes and it's really given us a foundation of what broken and outspoken is, what it takes to become broken, what it takes to be outspoken. And then we've also taken an in-depth look in Lotus's story. And today we're going to be focusing a little bit more on my story and what exactly it is that's made me the person I am today. So pretty much to get us started, I think that there's a few different areas that we're going to have to touch base on, and it's taken me a little bit to get ready for this episode because there's a lot of different pieces that I've had to dive into into my past, and some of them have not been so easy, and some of them have been really easy to go into. Um when doing so, I really broke it up into three main areas, childhood, adolescence, young adult. Um, the first, childhood, that's when I really did a lot of my breaking the most. And I feel personally that it came out in small areas for me. Okay. Like I remember some of my youngest memories. I did a lot of doodling. Mm-hmm. I was very big into art. So... A lot of my feelings and emotions started expressing themselves in the form of writing. So as far back as I can remember, I remember journaling a lot of my feelings. Oh, good. So, and art too, in the sense of drawing. I was really big on drawing. So a lot of the times, whatever I was feeling around me would come out in words. I didn't always know what those words were. I was still piecing them together or images. It would be darker images or lighter images. Mm-hmm. Again, not really knowing what those images were at that time, but based on my surroundings, that's what was coming out in projections. Later on, as I started getting a little bit older, I started to realize, hmm, okay, the darker words, the darker images, who exactly is that? Does that define me? Is that something that I need to work on myself, or is that something that I need to work on with other people? Is it a cry for help? What exactly is going on, and who am I? So I started to actually question, I think, more or less my identity at a really young age. Is it, am I bad? Am I labeling myself as a bad person? Which makes me also think, too, more as I'm older now, my kids. I automatically go and I'm disciplining my kids, and it's you're being bad, you're, you're being messy, you're acting this way, you're yep. doing that that way. And that automatic label to them sends such a strong message. But you're not saying you are bad, you are messy. You're saying you're being bad or you're being messy. There's a difference there. Yeah. Because if you say you are bad, you're telling them you're a bad person, you're a messy person, you're a slob, you're this, this, this. What you're doing by saying you're being is you're telling them, your behavior is messy. Your behavior is bad. Not you are not. Your behavior is. So that's the right message to be sending. And that's great. And I really appreciate you saying things like that because it's my subconscious. I'm always subconsciously aware of it because I didn't feel like in my past that that was portrayed in the right way for me. The message was never clear for me. Mm-hmm. So my 
inner self harbored a lot of negative feelings and resentment. And I started breaking at a very young age because of that. Mm -hmm. And that resentment and ill will, I think that's where it started to skew a little bit. And it was very difficult for me to express I'm Jasmine. This is the way I need to be raised. This is the way I need to be loved. This is the way I need to be treated. And this is how I can then respond to it. It's hard, though, as a child to express that and to even understand it. Because you know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And you you live through it. And it's like, all right, well, I needed this or that. And at that age, you don't have to tell people what you need or you know, especially if it's your parents, because you're afraid to tell them. Right? Yeah. Fear. Yeah. And fear was one of those things. So, you know, a lot of people, when they go home in their house, mm -hmm. and you feel that, like, loving environment, and everyone, I mean, not everyone, because I hate to even say that, but oftentimes I hear right. people say, I love going home. It's just a comfort. I'm relaxed there. I can be myself. I don't feel as though I ever had that. And... I'm going to be very clear as I create this video about myself. I don't want anyone to ever take my words and say, oh, her parents were awful or she must have had it so bad. I want to be very clear in the creation of this entire video. I own everything now as a grown adult. I'm sure that my parents could have done things better. I'm sure that I could have done things better. I'm sure that I was very innocent in a lot of things. Again, therapy is a very wonderful tool, everyone. And I went through lots of therapy for my childhood, my childhood issues. Um, but unfortunately for me and my story, the breaking at a very young age for me formed almost a cyclical response. And I went through a lot of rough things as I started to age. So that... Un, that inability, I should say, to have that safety in the home, mm -hmm. I always felt that me being at home was more or less me walking on eggshells. I just never had that loving, comforting feeling. It wasn't warm hugs. It wasn't I love you all the time. It wasn't emotional security that I was always needing just to actually have me Again, Jasmine, um, this book that I'm born with, again, my own, that I have to write myself as life goes on, this is what I need. This is what we have to do. So in my own ways, I started to find how I can control things. I unfortunately went through a lot of things with trying to control what I can eat. So I suffered with anorexia a bit here and there when I was very, very young. I want to say seventh and eighth grade. A lot of people don't know that about me. Um, definitely overcame that myself. I had some issues with other girls and I was, I always tended to be the one that was friends with a lot of boys growing up. And according to my parents and friends and people around they were like, no, no, you have to be friends with girls. Why are you friends with boys? You must be promiscuous if you're friends with boys. That was a constant That's so horrible. Because it, it's not true. Because you associate with who you associate with. And yes. we're going to talk about that in another episode. But, yeah, just because your friends are the opposite sex doesn't make you promiscuous. It doesn't make you weird or strange. It's you gravitate to who you gravitate to. Yeah. 
But now looking back at it too, I'm almost wondering, I was clearly missing something from that male perspective in my life. Okay. My dad was not as attached to me as I wish he would have been. And I know that I was missing something and I know that I'm still missing something from that father role. Okay. <clears throat> Do I ever need it fully? No, I don't need it anymore. I've healed and moved on from that. But I know going back and looking at my younger years that that definitely was the cause for me to lean more on male friendships okay. versus female friendships. A lot of therapy, again, has brought me to that conclusion. <laughs> Um, but again, I don't think that that necessarily was something wrong. And that's something that helped me as I got a little bit older in life as well. So that was an issue. And because I was necessarily forced to lean towards then you have to be friends with girls, you have to do this. I was again, pushed to conform (coughs) to something that I wasn't recognizing as okay at that point in time, changing myself. Right. That's never something that I feel like we should be doing to one another. You never change the person. You change the surroundings to help the person conform easier. So that's a big lesson that I learned there. And the need to constantly make me feel like I had to change myself in order to fit in my surroundings versus appreciate the talents and the gifts that I had as an individual and I still have and harness those for what they were unfortunately didn't allow me to truly reach my full potential until long after my high school years. So I did deal with, in high school, a lot of bullying, unfortunately. I was forced to go to an all-girl high school for a little bit. (laughs) Oh, boy. It was there that I discovered that um, through some bad choices of my own. I was not necessarily the best one and I didn't make very good choices either. I'm not going to say that I was perfect by any means. I made some very stupid choices that I'm sure, you know, consequences that came my way very well deserved, but I didn't have the right outlet. I didn't have the right person to talk to. I didn't have the right Um, teachers and guidance to say, hey, this is what's going on. Let me help you along the way. Let me guide you. So I'm not ashamed to say that I'm actually the victim of having cut myself in the past. I was a cutter um, in high school. I cut myself on my arms a lot. I did it on my legs. I actually very much like my um, anorexia that I suffered with when I was younger pulled myself again, back out of that. Not many people knew about that. I remember one family member found out about it because I just had a very deep, sad, depressive moment where I was like, this is wrong. This is not me. I want to feel everything. I want to feel the good. I want to feel the bad. I want to feel the ugly. I don't want to be this person. And why is life so hard? Why? It shouldn't be this way. I should be the one that knows better. And I want to be the one that knows better. And I want to help other people to never feel this sense of alone. Mm -hmm. Because I'm so tired. And Lotus, I was. I was so tired at my weakest moment in high school of having people look at me and say, she's this, she's that. This would never be her. It was me. It was me. It didn't matter what car I had, what I was wearing, how I looked, how I presented. It was like that song Dollhouse that I sent you recently. Mm -hmm. Pull the curtains back. 
There's so much that happens behind closed doors that if you took the time to listen and know people, we're in it together. And we suffer together too, but at the same time, we can bring each other out of the suffering as well. And we can celebrate each other more than tear each other apart because call a spade a spade, like I say all the time. Anyone watching this now can tear me apart saying, I knew she was like that. I knew she had skeletons in her closet. I knew this. I knew that. Absolutely. But I am proud of every single moment. And I have worked extremely, extremely hard to get both me, myself, my family to where we are today. And I am 100% an independent woman. I have never taken anything from anyone else. I've never asked for anything else. I do it all by myself. I am a lone wolf for the most part. And I'm proud of that. Yeah, you should be. So that's a lot of my adolescence journey. That's a lot of my childhood journey. Um, Coming fast forward to young adulthood, once I eventually graduated college, it was pretty much a regular upbringing in the sense of high school, graduated on time, college, I had best intentions of becoming a nurse, believe it or not, even though all that craziness was going on. Um, I was very much one of those children that was like, thank God I just have to get through raising her. And then once she gets out of my house and she's a strong woman, like, Godspeed almost, like whoever else gets her, help her please, like get out of my house when you're 18 almost, like because you're so difficult to raise, but hoping the rest of the world can handle you. And I'm sure, you know, my parents can definitely say that, um, whoever speaks to them now. (laughs) But I was hard-headed in a lot of ways and hard-headed because I just didn't like what I saw. And what do you mean by that? I didn't like what I saw in the sense of I knew things could be better. Okay. I knew things could be better, and I knew a lot of the things that I saw growing up weren't necessarily the way things should be. And I think when you're sold a good story, oftentimes a lot of people want to take it because it's easy. But when you know something is not right and it doesn't sit with you well and you know morally that you belong somewhere else or you deserve something different. Boundaries are one of the hardest things to ever have to put up. And breaking cycles and breaking negative cycles are one of the hardest things to ever have to break. And these are things that have happened in my life. And I personally, at this point in time, don't sadly have a relationship with my family my parents, um, my brother, and unfortunately that side of the family because there's been a lot of things over time that have just accumulated to the point of it's just better for us to not have that relationship anymore. It was too negative and no matter how much therapy I went through, <laughs> I, it just it couldn't get better. And I'm one to think that if you can't solve anything after a certain amount of time and you're just hurting each other more by holding on, then you need to let go. And you need to let go for yourself and you need to let go for other people. And you can't own the whole relationship. It takes two. Yeah. So it's not just you. You know, it's the other person in the relationship that has to want it as well. Yeah. Or as badly. And work towards it. 
Yeah. And that, and it's hard and it's hard yeah. because you know, you want it and it's hard when it's family. Absolutely. I think I know no more. Absolutely. <laughs> we swore everyone after looking through our videos, we're not allowed to say absolutely we're, anymore. Because we're trying we're, really hard not to. We're swearing off certain things and we're also swearing off certain looks too and different mannerisms. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of hurt there. There's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of things that I don't think will ever heal fully. But I'm a firm believer of if you weren't happy with me in your life, you should be happy without me in your life. And okay. if you're still not, then I wasn't the problem this entire time. And over the years, I've been really happy. And honestly, Lotus, I have never been able to say that my entire childhood and majority of my adolescence and the amount of pain I suffered and the amount of things that I went through, whether or not it was self-induced or whether or not it was the result of my environment, like we said before, I cannot fully accept all the blame from that nope. because I was just that, a child. So... One of the biggest things that when I knew that I was prepping to come on here and talk about my story, one, I wanted to stay on track for everyone <laughs> because I have seen in some videos that we tend to definitely divert a lot. Um, but two, I wanted to make sure that when we're speaking about this, we're speaking to everyone because young kids, older kids, adults, um, anyone who's thinking about leaving anyone else, anyone who's thinking about making changes to their lives, anyone who thinks they're stuck currently, you're not a tree. You're not rooted in the current situation you're in. It doesn't matter if it's financial. It doesn't matter if it's emotionally tied. It doesn't matter if it is religiously tied. You're not bounded to that. Every single minute, every day, you have that choice to change something. It's just like when you're addicted to something. Yep. It's an addiction. You don't have to stay that way. You have the ability to make the choice to change your life because it is just one life. And moving and creating something, it's all uncomfortable. Yes. None of it's easy. Change. Change, any change. Any changes. Even the exciting ones yes. are not easy. No. Because there's still a, a certain amount of anxiety. Absolutely. Am I making the right decision? Am I not? And people make you feel guilty all the time. Yes. For everything. I. So here we go. Going into my young adulthood, I ended up putting myself to school. Um, I started as a nursing major. My whole dream, and this is what gets me and still breaks my heart to this day, and I can cry just thinking about it. My grandmother, bless her heart, gave my husband a big, a big photo album. You know how, like, when you're a little bit older, and I'm talking about the generation, like, we're, we're they're now in the 80s. They kept that old school photo album of everything, right? All these achievements for me, like, from when I was in diapers all the way until graduating high school and, like, college and everything, you name it. Newspaper articles, everything. I opened it up one day, and I was like, oh, my God, this girl... This girl, not me, this girl, she was effing amazing. Like, I'm not even going to say it, but like effing amazing. Like, she's 
what happened to her? Like, she must have made it in the world. Like, winning essays, honor rolls, amazing at art. Like, got in an honor roll for everything. Like, just superseded in life. And I'm like, her parents could have set her up to be so successful if she was just guided and given the right tools. But then I closed it quickly and I just bawled my eyes out because I was like, oh my God, that girl is me. That's me, yep. And I'm so incredibly broken, so incredibly broken. That you can't be proud of yourself. That I can't be proud of my own self. Yep. And yet I still have people that look at me today and look at the accolades and look at where I've come and look at what I own and look at what I have and look at anything superficial, what I drive and where I work and, and can look at it and say, oh, she's made it. She's got it. But that girl, that girl that started with all of these things, all of these accolades, all these dreams, all of these big wants, that girl's not there anymore. That girl was broken. That girl is in pieces, literally like ashes burned at the bottom of a fire. And that is such a painful thing to ever feel and to ever push on from that that's where I say breaking is so incredibly painful, but putting yourself back together afterwards and realizing that you can still grow and become this beautiful thing that you never even thought about with all those mosaic pieces, like we said. Mm -hmm. You never even know where it's going to go. You never know. So adolescence definitely played a number on me, but my young adulthood and what I was able to do to bring everything together, I wouldn't trade it in for, a wor in the, for the world because... I've gained a beautiful daughter through a relationship that didn't last. It definitely was another part of a breaking point, but it taught me a lot more about myself. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I gained a beautiful, beautiful son who was not only born from my husband now, but my husband is the best father and an amazing stepfather, which I probably couldn't even chosen if I didn't have such an awful relationship before that to say, okay, I probably went to you because like an emotional rebound, you were comfortable to me. You represented something that I recognized from the past. It's not good, it's not healthy for me, but I recognize it. <clears throat> My ex was so much like my father that it was like, wow, comfort, yep, comfort right there. Not healthy, not good, no. not beneficial in the long run. You're not going to challenge me in the way that's going to actually bring me to the next point in my life where I need to be, but you served the purpose into what we needed to do for each other in that moment to supersede and get us to the next level in life. Right. And I'm sure if anyone had a conversation with him, he would say, not my favorite relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, usually that's what happens when you break up. But understand now, looking back at it, why that was beneficial in my path, in my own journey, and where, where I meant to go from here. Because again, I can't regret anything from the past. It is my past. It is my story. It has made me me. It is exactly why I'm able to go out and 
automatically empathize with someone and be that bubbly person that you see me go and be because I'm not hurt anymore. So let me answer the question. You said that you can't regret the past. So some of your not such good decisions. No. You don't think that you regret some of them now? No. No? Do you Interesting. know? I stole in the past. Joan, I'm so mortified to even admit that. It's so bad. I hope my daughter never watches this. <laughs> and she will. But I know. I know. I stole. And I, I mean, I didn't even steal needing to steal. And this is so embarrassing because I actually purchased stuff when I was stealing too. It was like, it, it seriously, it was like one of those like things where it was just, I just need to rebel right impulse. now. It was an impulse. And it was just like a, it was like a blip. Like I just needed to do it to do it just because I want to be like, grr, I can. Why? Like what was missing for me in that moment that I felt like I needed to do that? What attention was I trying to get from a person at that time that made me do that? And now that's why I'm almost happy that things like that had happened in my past because I'm smart enough to look back. Again, life humbles you. And this is why I fully understand when people get older, they start talking less because they're tired of it and they're wiser and they don't want to hear it anymore. But like, it makes complete sense. And I'm so deeply humbled and love loving people now as a result of all of this because there's so much more beauty in the world than there is misery. And there's so much more worlds to love now. Absolutely. There's more to see, more to do, more to experience. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So even my young adult stuff, bringing into it there's broken stuff there there's a lot of um even recent stuff that's happened with my family that as far as i would say even the last four or five years i've had to really make sure those boundaries stay firm <clears throat> but all the choices so difficult to continuously make but so so blessed for where i have ended up and how strong i have become because you have to continue to mentally, mentally reground yourself and continue to strengthen yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. And I think you can, and I think it's just like an addict over and over again. You're not going to AA every day, but you are constantly meditating, getting your mind right, strengthening your brain, finding your tribe, meeting up with the people that you know are truly good for you. Not what's easy, not what's convenient, but what's truly good for you in the long run. And it might be painful and it might be hard, but it's truly worth it. And that's the beauty of our stories and why we need to speak about them more. Yeah. And that's why we're sharing. And that's why we're sharing. I'm never going to hide anything from my closet. I'm never going to make someone feel isolated or alone. I'm never going to say, not me, it's all you. If anything, it's probably more me than you. <laughs> but that's what we're here for. And young girls need it now more than ever. Young men too. It, it's tough to be a child right now. It really is. I mean, with social media, with computers, with cell phones, they don't have that independence and that freedom that we had, or at least my generation had. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a little bit younger than me. Um, but what do you mean, Mom? Okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, but yeah, so it's hard to be a child now. It really is. 
Side note, everyone, we walk around and really? we go places. Yeah, we have to tell them because otherwise we're not going to understand that. And people have been saying now, okay, yeah, Jasmine, is this your mom? Or they'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. And mom? And we'll just laugh now. And I'm like, Lotus, we can't keep correcting them because if they're automatically going to assume it. I mean, it's just rude. So now... Yeah, it's rude of them to assume. Now we're <laughs> thinking we have to come out with a show specifically about assumptions and what happens when you go out on a day-to-day and people just randomly assume things and pretty much compile them all together and yep. put something funny in there about what we do with that and how we handle it. That's that's coming down the pike. It's in the hopper, yeah, so they say. Absolutely. But that's pretty much it with my story. I mean, there's other things along the way that have definitely added to it and broken me, but that's the gist of it. And that's pretty much what makes me me today and why... Like I said, I mean, I'm pretty much one of the happiest people you're going to meet walking around. And that's why when everyone sees me, they're like, oh, God, she's like annoyingly happy. And I'm like, yeah, because I've been through so much crap. I mean, like, what is there to not be happy about at this point? I choose my life every day and I love it. I really do. There's not one thing about my life right now that I don't love, except the fact I haven't won the lottery yet. But I mean, I'll still keep playing at that. That's definitely something I don't love either. <laughs> it's like, I keep trying. I keep trying. I don't even know if I'd be happy if I won the lottery, though. Oh, I would. I don't know. I've seen a lot of shows with them. They're miserable afterwards. You have to plan. You have to prepare. It's like anything else in life. You can't just take that money and spend it willy-nilly. That's true. Because then you'll be broken. Because yeah. if you win a, thousand, a million dollars or five million dollars and you blow it in a year, that'll break you. Yeah. And your bank. Better spending habits. Yeah, but you don't have them. Yeah, no. No. And right now, neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, shopping is my friend. I love shopping. Well, that'll about sum it up. And then next episode, we are going to be talking about some fun stuff. So we're going to get away from the heavy. We are going to lean into finding your tribe. So becoming outspoken is just the half of it. Being outspoken is now sending out your little smoke signals, sending out your wine glasses, sending out your little silly string, putting your arms up, waving, speaking, singing your tongs, whatever it is that you do to find people that are just like you. And not like you in the sense of you guys all have to wear the same clothes, you know, listen to the same music. No, meaning that they match up with your moral standards code of ethics, everything, your moral compass, you feel good around them. They make you feel like you are the best version of you and you make them feel like they're the best version of them. Absolutely. And it's their, it's your safe zone. So that is going to be finding your tribe and that is going to be episode six. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. So thank you for taking this journey with us. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you soon.